Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. And uh, we bring in Cash Patel, former federal prosecutor, chief of staff over at the Defense Department. And Cash, I want to talk to you. There's all this stuff. First of all, first of all, Biden says, was it yesterday he said uh, he has no regrets about the class, the mishandling of the classified documents. He has no regrets and there's no there there. Now, Cash, we've talked about this on the TV show. You've been extremely helpful, I might add. What's he talking about? Of course, there's a lot there there. And the trouble is that the White House won't answer any questions. What do you, how do you read this uh, latest development? Hey, Larry, it's great to be with you on the radio show again, and thanks for having me on, on your TV show. The way I read this is it's sort of a continuation of what we're talking about. The White House under Biden is trying their case in the friendly radical left media. So when he goes out there and says there's no there there, then all the left-wing media outlets say there's no there there. They're not trying it with the DOJ. Of course, now we know that they secretly cooperated and were informed and given a heads up by the DOJ, Mm. totally unlike how they handled the Trump investigation. But in this type of case, it's almost like a bank robbery where you have the videotape and the guys don't have ski mask on. They Mm. found the documents. They were classified. They've been out in the wild for six years, and they were at his residence. That's a violation of the law. It's a simple matter of fact is that it's a big felony and so what they're trying to do is nullify the justification legal justification to bring this case in the public almost like they did with the hillary clinton email saga well i tell you i uh i mean i'm reading this long washington post article and it wasn't bad i mean (laughs) considering it's the washington post but you know cash they say um let's see after six months, they're talking about the National Archives here, yeah. and they're describing this. And this is what we taught you. After six months, the archives typically take custody of the classified material. Right. You walk out of the White House. You got this stuff in your briefcase, classified. You got to give it to the archives. Uh, and it says later when – Biden was writing a book after leaving the vice presidency. He made the trip to the National Archives to review relevant documents, staying uh, on site to pour through them. Now, that's the right way to do it. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. right, we discovered these other uh, cartons of documents or whatever, and we've not seen the FBI come in. These are crime scenes. Um, We are so confused about personal lawyers versus White House lawyers, versus Justice Department lawyers, and who had security clearance, and how this was handled, and now he's got a special, special counsel. In other words, how can Biden say there's no there there? He's in the middle of a thicket of corruption on this. 
Well, you're absolutely right. And he can't, but he will because that's his only defense he has left. He And, then, of course, his lawyers at the White House are saying they're fully cooperating. Well, just because you committed a crime and are fully cooperating doesn't make you innocent of that crime. And that's what the media is touting, his full and quick cooperation, and they're trying to juxtaposition that in how the Mar-a-Lago raid was handled. But from a public defense, you know, I used to be a public defender, too. And from that sort of standpoint, I think one of the things that just shocks me the most is I would never have a client be it charged with murder or bank fraud or what have you where the prosecutor's office would call me and say, hey, you go investigate the crime scene, and whatever you find and think is relevant, submit it back to us, and we'll accept that. It's just the most ludicrous position for a law enforcement agency like the DOJ where I used to work and the FBI to take. But it shows you the two-tier system of justice. It shows you the disparate treatment that our law enforcement that has been completely weaponized is willing to do based on who the target of the investigation is. And all they want to do is give Joe Biden a hall pass. It's not, it's similar, like like I said, to how they treated Hillary Clinton in her classified documents case because they allowed her lawyers to sift through everything quietly and then report back to them and sit in on every investigative investigative meeting and almost have a say in the prosecutorial decision, which should never really be the case. But um, this is the way it is under Merrick Garland's uh, DOJ and, of course, Chris Ray and his FBI have been completely lost and abandoned. He's over there at Davos talking about how the way forward on national security is to partner with big tech. Oh. And, uh, you know, maybe you should get back to street crime fighting, but I don't see that happening. Well, I'm reading in the Wall Street Journal this morning. So you're going to have a tug and pull cash. This is, I think, mm-hmm. interesting and maybe important. So uh, uh, Comer... Republican Comer, the head of the whatever it's called, Oversight Committee, and maybe yeah. Jim Jordan also, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, they're going to want a lot of information. For example, Cash, who the hell were these lawyers? You have personal yeah. lawyers, and then you have White House lawyers, and then, by the way, you have a supposedly Justice Department lawyers, not FBI people, but Justice lawyers, yeah. who, who probably are political appointees, in other words, who yeah. were these people? What were their credentials and clearance? That's a big part of the story. And they, so according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, uh, the Justice Department is saying, well, we'll give you some information, but not too much. <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> some well, information, it's, it's, but not too much? Because we want to, you know, you know what they say. We want to preserve the integrity of our investigation. It's a congressional well, look, oversight. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't be more right. And look, as a guy who ran the Russiagate investigation at Congress for then Chairman Nunes on exposing the FBI, FISA, and DOJ corruption, um, it's 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 a hard slog. But the the problem is what the, what you just said. The Justice Department keeps touting we are going to continue acting on our traditions and principles. Mm. It's those traditions and principles that they've weaponized. At the Department of Justice to conduct these investigations. And there is a way through it from a congressional oversight standpoint. I agree with you. It's critical that these chairmen not only subpoena the information, but here's what we did when a Republican Justice Department during the Trump administration wouldn't cooperate with us. We fenced their money. You know, it's the one thing, as I say, these government gangsters will answer to, Chris Ray and Merrick Garland. They can't operate their agencies and departments with our taxpayer-funded dollars. And I'm not saying take their operational budgets, Mm. but there's a structure in Congress in place called fencing money where you literally put up an imaginary fence around pools of money for, say, 10 new Escalades Mm. or a fleet of new office spaces or things like that. And once you do that, it's totally legal and completely within the authority of the Speaker of the House and the Chairman's. 
then you will see documents show up with immediacy. Mm. And that's what this Congress needs to do to break that logjam instead of have this letter wars that they are now going out in the media and having. It serves no purpose. They're going to deflect and delay until Congress really shows up um, and takes their money. So really, you need to cross rough the Appropriations Committee that oversees Mm -hmm. justice and FBI has to work with the Oversight Committee or the Judiciary Committee or both. That's what you're saying. Because then it's a, you it's will, a little simpler than that, actually. The committees of jurisdiction themselves, the Judiciary Committee, which oversees the FBI and DOJ, and the Oversight Committee, which oversees the FBI and DOJ, have the inherent authority um, based on the budgeting to put these fences up themselves. Oh, so they, I didn't know that. It, they can do it themselves. They don't control the entire budget, of course, of the FBI and DOJ. But since they are the Constitutional Oversight Committee, once they find jurisdiction, which they have here, they just have to be smart about it. And they got great lawyers over there on Jim Jordan's staff and Comer's mm-hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. They just got to be willing to do it. And that's up to Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, and Comer if they want to do it. Wow, that's very interesting. The other thing, Cash, that I'm still so confused about with respect to the role of the FBI or the lack thereof. I mean, these guys didn't have any problem crashing into Mar-a-Lago last summer. But it's like I keep saying, you know, I've asked you, I've asked Andy McCarthy, I've asked Jim Comer, where the hell, where's the FBI? Now, these are crimes, uh, crime sites. Okay, I got that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what I'm reading in, in papers, um, the when this is so complicated, just at one point, Justice Department lawyers were at the Wilmington House looking at documents. And the FBI was was there too in sort of an oversight position. I, I don't get that. Why aren't these FBI special agents themselves doing the search? I don't understand. They, they weren't searching. Right. They were stand. It's like they were standing. You know, it's like regulators who stand behind traders on Wall Street so they don't do anything bad. It's like the FBI was standing over the personal lawyers or the White House counsel's lawyers examining documents. I don't understand that, Cash. Yeah, look, as a former DOJ national security prosecutor, you're absolutely right. You never sent the federal prosecutor to the crime team to conduct the actual investigation. That's what the Federal Bureau mm-hmm. of Investigation is for and their federal law enforcement agents. What Merrick Garland and Chris Ray have done is made an intentional decision to allow the Biden administration and his team, his staffers, his lawyers, and like you said, who knows who's had a security clearance, who has one currently, who's had one for the last six years. And we haven't even talked about the fact that the documents were never in a secure SCIF facility like you and I were used to reviewing documents, which is required under the law. But the problem for me is that they have made up a new set of rules in how this investigation is going to be conducted because they have already – they're working backwards from the conclusion. They are going to find a way to exonerate Joe Biden somehow. But my important point of this investigation is not just the disparate treatment of it, but I don't believe for one second that these librarians are are the reason why this investigation began in November of 2022. I believe we will find out that the Hunter Biden laptop investigation led investigators to these documents and they are covering their tracks. Oh, Um, wow. And that's, that's what I believe you guys, you, we, we will see that play out if if these huh. oversight committees do the job that needs to be wow. done. So they're all going to be linked. And that, yeah. that may be why, that may explain motive, that may explain a lot of things here. All right, uh, Cash, I just want to thank you for today, and you've been wonderful to us on the TV show. And 
I hope you'll continue to give us guidance. Cash Patel, former chief of staff to the Secretary of Defense, former senior director of counterterrorism at the National Security Council, and the author of a children's book, The Plot Against the King, Part 2, 2,000 Mules. i got to get a hold of that. Cash Patel, thanks ever so much. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring my pal Monica Crowley in to talk about these crazy zealots at the Davos conference. I mean, they're climate zealots. They're socialist zealots. They're just zealots. Anyway, I'm Kudlow. I'm not a zealot. We'll be right back.